0: This podcast is a good one, it's no longer an extreme lifestyle, it's easy, it's accessible, we're talking vegan diet. Did you know more than 2 million Australians are eating meat free? This week, Harriet Walker discusses what are the benefits of being vegan, what nutrients do I need to be aware of and what should I do if I'm a vegan athlete? Welcome to the
1: Body Science Podcast. Bringing you everything you need, want and should know about health, fitness, nutrition and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent or manage any injury, disease or other health related condition. Today's podcast is brought to you by our new Clean Bars. We spent countless hours sourcing only the best high quality nourishing ingredients from trusted suppliers and getting the balance between nutritional value, taste and taste texture just right. Made with all natural ingredients you can feel good about like plant proteins, fruits, seeds and nuts. Simply bursting with quality protein, antioxidants, fibre and healthy fats. Plus are 100% vegan friendly. And the taste? Divine.
0: Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. Again with me is dietitian, rock star, Harriet Walker. HarrietWalker.com.au for anyone looking for some cool notes at the end of this podcast. Today, we're hitting the big topic of vegan diets. So it's moved on from flexitarian. Is that the right word? Have I used that correctly?
1: Yes, flexitarian's a thing.
0: Which was popular to vegan dominating the world. And just so much so that even when we're creating products here at Body Science, we've got three basic rules. If we can make them gluten-free, make them gluten-free. If we can make them vegan make them vegan. And if we can, what's the other one? I make the products. I've forgotten what the Sugar-free. Thank you. If I can make them sugar-free, make them sugar-free. So vegan's a major part of our plan going forward too, like making tablets, not using lactose as, as
1: um, Gelatin caps.
0: Exactly. Just moving away from that product altogether. So they're saying at the moment, Harriet, that 2 million Australians are pretty much living an animal-free diet.
1: That's a pretty compelling figure. That's that's what's the population of Australia, 20 million? Yeah, 20 Actually, something?
0: that's Roy Morgan Research, and it's 2.25 million, aged 18 and over, living a meat-free diet.
1: That's crazy. With Melbourne
0: and Sydney obviously having the most restaurants because they're leading the charge.
1: There we go. So that's what brings us here today is we're going to look at a little bit more detail about the vegan approach to diet.
0: Well, it is the new gluten-free.
1: It is the new gluten-free. I'm going to get Um, hate
0: mail for that, but that's uh, life.
1: But we'll look at some of the considerations we need to take into account when looking at making the dietary change, if that's something that you're interested in doing. But basically, let's look at just primarily what the different vegetarian and vegan types of diets there are because there are a few and yep. you've touched on one before so flexitarianism basically a non-committal way of having meat sometimes but not all the time so, you know why do people cut out meat probably from not their a bad diet? Way to live no probably not meat aversion is quite common some people just don't like eating meat they don't like the texture some people it's just red meat they really don't like the idea of eating it and then for other people there's ethical reasons as to why they might reduce or completely exclude animal products from their diet starting from the most sort of loose end, which is a flexitarianism. They might do like a meat-free Monday. They might only eat sort of fish and occasionally, you know, red meat less commonly. Then you've got your lacto-ovo vegetarians. So we're talking about this with summer. We have, they eat dairy products, they eat eggs, but they won't eat meat products, meat, fish, poultry. Then you've got ovo vegetarians who eat eggs, but no dairy products. And then we move into full veganism where there is no animal-based products at all. So no dairy, no cheese. No honey. No, no honey. No B twelve. Are we going
0: to jump on that now? Wait for later on that. Wait for later. <laughs> I'm Jump. keen to find out where you get your B12 for your vegan diets.
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting. Fortified. Um, fortified products, <laughs> definitely. We'll come back to that. But basically, yeah, there's no, no animal products. And again, some people can do it for ethical reasons. Other people do it purely for the food aversion. And then there's the sort of the theme coming through that a vegan diet may be a more healthy way of living, which, you know, remains to be seen as to whether it is the healthiest way to be eating. Some people are using it for weight loss. So that's the probability. The the broad strokes of you know veganism right there, but I think it's important to look at a few key points when we're looking at a vegan. And diet. we need to
0: look at where we're looking this data too, because Google Trends have ninety percent increase in the word vegan being searched these days over vegetarian.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I worked with my auntie; at a, she makes cakes at the markets, most beautiful cakes. And I remember about ten years ago, I was working there while I was studying, and someone asked us for a vegan cake, and we were like, "Eat an apple, mate." <laughs>
0: that. Was then
1: <laughs> and that was the first time I made a raw raw vegan ball because people kept on asking us. I was yeah. like, bugger it, okay, I'm going to have to figure out how to do this. So I got the dates out, I got chia seeds, I got pumpkin seeds, I did it and that was the first time that, you know, I should have...
0: tasted good, didn't I? I
1: wish I'd buddy patented that recipe because... Oh, you've been Instagramming a legend been, right now. I would have been that. a rock star.
0: You would have been a rock star. But anyway,
1: that's, you know, you miss, you don't jump on early, you miss out on the ship. Yeah, there's plenty more people trying to approach it. We've got a couple of, you know, prominent figures who are going the vegan direction? Beyonce. And Beyonce. Oh, I didn't know if Beyonce was vegan. Gotta put a vegan on it. Oh gosh, if you like it, then you should have put a steak on it. No, like Gaga is definitely not vegan. We know that. From I her believe dress.
0: Beyonce led the way with veganism in a big way.
1: Oh, I didn't even know she was vegan.
0: Not that I'm a expert in that area, Morgan. And Morgan, our production manager, would be way more technical in that area than me. But you got your uh, Mrs. Paltrow. Is it Mrs. or Miss Gwyneth. Paltrow? Yes, yeah, good old Gwyneth. Yep.
1: Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mm. No way. Yeah.
0: yeah, so this, we're talking back in 2013, they could have had 15 diets since then for all I know, but obviously you've had some big names jumping behind it. and
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: for brands like ours to take on, you know, one of the three things we want, don't even talk to us about it, if we can do it, that's the way we do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's obviously a big trend coming through I and mean, we see, you know, the ve- raw vegan slices going gangbusters, they are delicious, so I understand that. And but you look at
0: the plant-based protein sales in uh, retail stores these days, yep. big time.
1: Yep, most, you know, most brands will be bringing out a, a plant-based, so Is a demand for it, and you know, looking at where it's coming from, I think social media has got a really big play in it. You know, people, especially looking at the chicks on the vegan diet, you know, you got Freely the banana girl with her abs out, and so I think people look at that and see, okay, is this something that I should be following? Is it a new weight loss trend? You know, rightly or wrongly, people are taking up because like they like what they see. However, I think it's really important to sort of dig a little bit deeper before you even start to consider becoming a vegan or vegetarian and actually look at, okay, what. do you need to consider before making a dietary change and this is something i bang on about pretty much every dietary approach is you know what are you missing out on or what are the considerations you need to take into account before you even consider it because you know everything's valid as long as you can do it properly so the first thing is is looking at okay what does a vegan diet look like and some of the so basically we're emphasizing plant-based foods so legumes whole grains nuts Seeds, uh, cereals are going to be the the basis of the diet. You'll notice straight away that the protein intake is going to be a lot different in a vegan diet versus a omnivore, omnivorous diet. So somebody who eats plants and meats. And then you, you know you, you can see there's plenty of vegan bodybuilders out there. So I mean anything and there's is plenty possible.
0: Of really cool vegan proteins coming to market now too. Yeah, so absolutely,
1: absolutely. So we are getting a little bit more techie with the the vegan approach. And if people want to do it for ethical reasons, then you know that's definitely. People looking at okay, how much water, food, land does it cost to raise a cow versus to two thousand four
0: hundred gallons, I think it was when I looked. It's a lot earlier. Of water,
1: that's a lot of water. Um, versus
0: twenty five gallons so for some. So the or argument
1: something. is, you know, if we're eating more of a plant based diet, are we saving, you know, saving some of the resources we have on the earth? And again, there's plenty of people who have calculations to sort of refute those sort of claims as well. So there's there's definitely people who are oh, there's lovers the and end. haters a vegan absolutely it's a very polarizing diet and it I think is. you'll find that people who are vegan are very loyal are very, to very very vegan yeah. <laughs> but then there's also the people like I've got vegan athletes that I work with and you don't really know about until like you know they have to tell me because it's really critical to their yeah. performance that we know about this but then there are the people who really grasp onto it and it, it is quite emotional for them and generally that's the ethical side of things and you know if people are
0: and each of their own
1: that passionate about yeah. something then you know or, you know, all power to you, I think. Yep. But yeah, That'd so protein intake, power. plant power, flower power. vegans Yeah. Some good words coming out now. Oh, my vegans Do you I, write
0: a lot of vegan programs?
1: Um, I write a few. Like it's becoming more more popular, actually. Yeah. I'm seeing it more, you know, working with a couple of vegan athletes at the moment. I've had a couple of vegan powerlifters, basketball, cycling. There's a few there, definitely.
0: Mainly male, mainly female? Mainly female. Mainly female. Actually,
1: so far. I do know of a few male vegans, you know. Mm-hmm. I hang out in some pretty cool stuff circles? Yeah, mainly so far it's been females. That's not to say that that's sort of the representative of the complete demographic. But um, yeah, so what I'm looking at in their diet straight off the bat when we're looking at a vegan diet is what are we missing out on that we get that are required from you know animal products that we're not getting in a vegan diet. So Mm -hmm. straight away, the protein profile is going to be slightly different. B12, as you alluded to earlier, is not present in a vegan diet. We can get some in a vegetarian diet, but mainly vegan diet, that's going to be supplemented fairly quick smart. Iron is another one that we can get from plants. However, we can go into a bit more detail about why plant iron is slightly different to animal-based sources of iron. Then we're looking at omega-3 fatty acids as well as being sort of a little bit more deficient in the vegan, the vegan diet. So they're probably the oh and calcium. So obviously not having dairy products, we are missing out on sources of calcium in the diet. So they're probably the, the key nutrients that we have to look at in order to create a diet that is, you know, going to meet the nutrient requirements of the human body.
0: Does it take you longer to put a vegan diet together in the clinic versus...
1: Yes. <laughs> First of all, I mean, I the, the couple that I have worked with are doing a really good job. On dietary analysis, once I'm looking at their diet in sort of the software, it's straight away boom, 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 boom. You yeah. know, half of their iron requirements are being met. Half of their calcium requirements are being met. B12 is deficient. Things like selenium can be quite low. And then also making sure that if they're trying to put on lean muscle mass and they're not meeting that protein intake that can be quite and it's actually quite it can be quite hard to get meet your energy needs as a as a vegan as well I actually went vegan for three weeks once I was supposed to go for a month just with a friend who was mine who's vegan so I thought I'd you know give them a little bit of love and see what they're talking about I lasted three weeks I was training quite heavily at the time and I'd lost you know three three kilos in that time and that for me was a no-go I wasn't trying to lose weight yeah. I couldn't keep up with my energy needs without eating copious amounts of bread yep. <laughs> and that didn't agree with my stomach. You know, I I eat right on the regular, but this this is I couldn't keep up with my nutrient requirements without you know my training yeah. suffering. So I had to kind of back off from it. But I you know there are plenty of vegans out there who do a really good job at meeting their year requirements. Um, there's heaps of restaurants
0: too. There's heaps of places. Mm, absolutely, oh, and it's, it's a lot more easy. Yeah.
1: Thinking about back you know 2006 when I was working with my auntie, a vegan cake was like. <laughs> good luck but these days it's dime a dozen you know like it's it's becoming all that more popular now that it's it's actually quite easy for people most restaurants will have the little you know vegan symbol next to the to the meal you know indicating that it's vegan friendly so obviously the demand is there from the population i mean there's some definitely some really great positive points with vegan diet as well and i think any diet that makes people think a little bit more about what goes in their mouth is not a Mm. bad thing i think it really puts the emphasis on plants you know getting enough you know fruits and vegetables and we know that a lot of Australians are not eating adequate amounts of vegetables so if there's an approach where maybe you know you can do vegan or vegetarian a couple of times a week that would be sort of recalibrating your intake and actually getting you to think about okay what's going into my mouth what's this providing me I think that's a good thing really but yeah so then we're looking at iron intake and that's definitely something that both the athletic population and non-athletic population need to be aware of especially females so females are very... are you doing for their own? Again, it would be supplementing. If full vegan, I would be getting them to get their, obviously, blood tests done on a regular basis. If they'd been vegan for a long time, I would probably bet that there would be on the lower end, if not deficient. The serum ferritin levels would be on the decline. If they're new vegans, new vegetarians, chances are they probably haven't, you know, dropped too critically low. But I'd be checking them once every sort of three months if they've been deficient and on a regular basis if they are just choosing that lifestyle long term. And what
0: are our signs that we're looking for?
1: Uh, It can be a lot of different things, but most of the biggest ones for iron deficiency would be dizziness, fatigue, get some dark rings under the eyes. Memory can go as well. I personally have experienced this recently I'm not even vegan vegetarian low iron it feels pretty crappy definitely makes you want to nap more (laughs) but it takes about three months to six months to get them back up again so depending on how low they have been it's a really critical mineral for oxygen utilization across the body so you do notice when you are iron deficient your energy levels are pretty poor that's an important one to look out for and females tend to be a little bit more susceptible to iron deficiency so That's definitely one to sort of consider. And also that vegetarians actually have a higher iron requirement. And this is because vegan, vegetarian diets are using plant-based iron. So this is non-heme, which is not as bioavailable. So basically our body can't take it up as readily as the the animal heme iron. Mm -hmm. It's recommended that vegetarians and vegans have around 1.8 times the the RDI, recommend daily intake of iron to make sure that they're getting that iron intake because as little as five percent of the iron from food so we're looking at iron rich foods like spinach is a big one nut seeds we can get little bits of irons from those as well the green leafy vegetables are you know rich sources of non-heme iron but we're not necessarily absorbing as much um, almonds is another one dried figs can be another source of vegetarian sort of non-heme iron but we need to make sure that they're trying to get it from food where possible but taking into account that not all of that iron is going to be absorbed from the plants and also complementing it with vitamin C. So if somebody's taking a supplement or if they're vegan, vegetarian, and they're trying to maximise the absorption of that plant-based iron, 50 milligrams of vitamin C can actually help absorb.
0: Okay. What are we eating for 50 milligrams of vitamin C, just for those people out there that don't know?
1: So one tomato or a So you've eaten me of...
0: spinach and tomatoes so far? It's a salad. Yeah, Delicious.
1: Okay. So fruits like so kiwi fruit, oranges, strawberries, fruits now, really high in vitamin C. Yep. Just Lemons. a mix. Yep. Dairy. Not dairy. What am I saying? That Citrus. That wouldn't be vegan. Citrus. <laughs> citrus. Woo. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what we're looking at. But then we also need to look at what inhibits the absorption of iron and there's definitely a good list. So calcium actually inhibits the absorption of iron. So we want to be making sure that we're having that away from any iron rich foods. Yep. The tannins in tea and coffee also inhibit the absorption of iron. So again, making sure that we're having tea and coffee away from iron rich meals is really important. Um, i to ask a
0: dumb question. What's a whey? is a way? half an hour, an hour, three hours?
1: I would say an hour, give or take. So we want to make sure that the digestion has occurred but a couple of hours would probably be safe. With that one there, because of the fibre rich diet that is vegan, vegetarian, some of the the phytates that are contained in those foods can actually inhibit absorption as well. I mean you can't really do too much about that but it's about being aware of what might enhance and what might inhibit in the diet when it comes to iron absorption specifically.
0: So should a young female be very aware of snacking more regularly on a vegan diet?
1: As long as they're, well, it depends on their sort of preferred eating patterns, but they probably would require more frequent meals because the general basis, again, that plant-based high fibre, it's going to be highly satiating. Mm. So they're going to get full quick yep. and they're going to feel probably full for a long time. So making sure that you're having regular meals and meeting their energy requirements might mean that they're having regular snacks. Otherwise, they might not be meeting that energy total across the day.
0: Yeah, because it sounded like it was a mixture of energy t- total. total timing of some foods. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So again, this is when working with somebody who's going to be looking at, you know, when are you having those iron-rich foods? When are you having calcium supplements if you need to be having that with a vegan diet? You know, you've got to be looking at when that's all happening. It's really important to be aware. So straight away, you can see that it's actually a lot that goes into being vegan. It's not just I'm not having meat anymore. A little bit of planning can make the difference between a really healthy, healthful vegan diet, which is what all of the studies are showing, Yep. You know, it can have heaps of great benefits, you know, for myriad of reasons. But if it's done poorly, it can mean like a lot of really poor health outcomes as well. So nothing is bulletproof. It's, it comes down to being aware and actually planning properly. So yeah, that's that's probably the nutrient side of things that's really important. I think from where we're sitting, protein intake is probably the next stop. So what sort of proteins have you got in Here the plant-based going. protein? We've got a new in one besides.
0: coming out that won't be much longer after this, where we've definitely... <laughs> (laughs) playing with the pea protein. And a lot of people just run a straight pea protein, which is a bit of a no-no if you ask me. Uh, We like to blend it with rice. Yep. Uh, But we're also hitting the organic ancient grains these days. That's our next venture in. I'm just a big fan of mixing those aminos as much as I possibly can. Yeah, fantastic.
1: And that brings up a really good point in terms of the availability of amino acids in plant proteins. Mm. We've got our suite of amino acids and then we've got our essential amino acids. And plant-based proteins aren't always a full suite of amino acids. which means we do need to profile. It used to be the sort of the thing where you had to make sure that each meal has a blend of protein. So you might have a limiting amino acid in, say, quinoa. So you have quinoa with some brown rice and you're getting the full sweet. How do you know that? So you can actually get food data that shows what the amino acid profile of specific foods are. You know, I send this to one of my clients just to give them a a look. It's actually quite complicated. But some of the key amino acids that you will find are low in plants. are going to be methionine, lysine, tryptophan, and leucine can be quite low as well. When it comes to protein, we're only as strong as our weakest link. Yep. And if we're missing or if we're low on one of the amino acids, we're not going to be getting the full benefits of having all those other amino acids there if we're missing one or two because our diet's not complete. So this is why having that sort of variety in the diet, getting, being aware of where you're getting your protein from, what the different sources are and how you can profile them. We don't need to profile it in every single meal, but we do need to make sure that across the day we are meeting those amino acid profiles on the whole, in the diet.
0: So what? This is a this is a question that's going to hit you. I'm sorry, but
1: if I want to lose weight, no. Nah. <laughs> A young, a
0: young adult wants 20 grams of protein in a meal, so? Yep. So they have their meal plan, like they, they want some vegan. Vegans.
1: vegans, yep.
0: What are they putting on their plate to get 20 grams of protein?
1: Look, I mean, I'd be looking at using some brown rice. I'd be using looking at quinoa. As Where are we meal, at so far? In terms of per gram, let me get my fitness pal out. Sorry. Yep. Um, I've got tables just of ball this. Park-y. I'll give you the are table. we over put five yet? the links. Yeah, potentially. So let's look at maybe about nine. Oh, stop my head, gee whiz. Oh, nine, sorry about nine that. Nine grams per about 100
0: I'm just food planning how 99% of the population does?
1: Per 100 in brown rice. It's pretty pretty high, but I'd be making sure that you I need a
0: fair bit of brown rice then?
1: Eating <laughs> a fair bit of brown rice. But making sure that I've got maybe some quinoa, maybe some tofu, and then, you know, some vegetables in there, which provide us a small amount of protein, but not a huge whack. I wouldn't. So be it's looking. not that hard, really. It's, it's yeah. 20 grams of protein is not hard to yeah. hit with a vegan vegetarian diet at yeah. all. I would require people to actually, yeah, have a look what some of the good quality sources of protein. And so we would be looking at Things like tofu, tempeh, quinoa, nuts and seeds. But keeping in mind that some of those foods are quite calorific, so you can go over the top with the the calorie content a little bit. Obviously nuts aren't a protein source directly. They are more of a fat source, but we can use them in a vegan vegetarian diet as the source of protein. So that's...
0: Any particular nuts we should trend more towards than another type of nut?
1: They've all got different levels of protein. Almonds tend to be the higher protein. Peanuts aren't bad either. And you can get some products with, I know, peanut butter, they're doing high protein peanut butter now. So they're fortifying the protein with extra peanut powder to increase the protein intake. So it's definitely something that people are across and aware of. Looking at the amino acid profiles of different plants when you're first becoming a vegan or vegetarian is super important. Just being confident that you know what's missing and what's not and working with a a professional to help you do that be very beneficial, definitely. perfect I, I think also to point out that you know, when we're using a a vegan proteins, we want to make sure that if you're an athlete or if you're somebody who's looking to put on some lean muscle mass, don't have to be an athlete. You can just be a regular gym goer. The vegan vegetarian gym goer would have to be making sure that, so I said that leucine might not be as high and leucine is that amino acid that is associated with um, muscle protein synthesis. So, you know, there's studies showing, I know Van Loon did a a great study comparing, re-looking at the way in which vegan vegetarian proteins trigger muscle protein synthesis after a meal and they were comparing soy protein versus whey protein and we know that whey protein is a really rich source of leucine and has a really great effect on raising amino acid levels in the blood to trigger muscle protein synthesis however soy isn't as great at doing it you know again profiling and making sure we're getting that critical mass so it might mean putting a little bit of extra leucine in a in a vegan vegetarian protein as well to make sure that they're hitting that leucine threshold as well as something to keep in mind with the Vegan diet, a few considerations there. Yeah,
0: okay. So obviously B12 is a big one. Yes, B12. The the vegan population.
1: Yeah, so B12 is pretty much used in almost every single sort of cell in the Mm. body. It's associated with DNA production, RNA, cell health in the body, and it's produced in our. It can be produced in our gut, but we also need to be getting it from external sources, so dietary sources. Tough one to get for a vegan. Tough one to get for a vegan. We were discussing this earlier, and my mind was blown just a little bit because I was like, oh. Where do vegans get B12? Well, obviously, where does the B12 from vegan supplements come from? I feel like you That's might... agree we
0: don't talk about that.
1: <laughs> we don't talk about that.
0: No. Even um, the products that they say it comes from are fortified.
1: So with looking at things like brewers' yeast, Vegemite's yeah. a good source of yeah. B12, B12, yeast products. B12 tablet is a good source B12, of B12. And, and I will put most, well, if not all, vegans on straight onto a B12 supplement. Straight, straight, the doctor off, for a shot. straight off the off the bat for that one. You know, we're looking at them. I
0: played vegan for a while.
1: Yeah? Well, what did you oh, experience?
0: years ago. We, we first started making a vegan range in 2013. So just to see what it was like, uh, my daughter was talking along those lines back then as a young, very young teenager. Wow. She was very much against the animal being used in food. Wow. So I thought I'll do it with her and that way, you know, you can we can share and cooking learn. and do things together. And I became very low on B12. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Uh, went and had the blood test, did all the things and had yep. to supplement. Felt a million bucks once I did.
1: Isn't it amazing? Yeah. I was saying before my iron was on the floor just a few weeks ago and I'm currently supplementing with iron and the difference I mean it's been a month now I've been supplementing and the rates of nappage has reduced drastically which is great I feel a lot better so we know that these sort of deficiencies actually really do impact well being and so being aware and being that's
0: all it is being aware. it's not like a negative don't not think vegan no. because these things let's just be aware
1: absolutely and, and you know chat to your medical professional absolutely. chat to your nutrition professional making sure that you're across it and that you're being diligent with your you know blood tests, just making sure that you're not dipping under if you've been deficient getting tested once every three months just to make sure that you're dipping back up. Yep. Athletes will get tested coming into an event or a big race and they'll also get tested coming into, like, say, altitude training just to make sure that they're making the most of that as well, the adaptation. Because if we're experiencing any kind of deficiency, our body's not going to be adapting as well as it should be. So it's pretty important. But
0: How visible is is the vegan trend for you in the the, the Dietitians Australia perspective?
1: It, we get a lot of questions about it It's becoming increasingly popular. And it's it's the social media aspect, I think. And I get asked a lot. I used to get asked a lot about coconut oil. Moving away from coconut oil and now it's vegan. People want to know, you know, what it is, what to do. And some people are doing it for the right reasons. And then there are the people who are maybe looking at it for probably the wrong reason. That it's purely for a weight loss perspective. And there's lots of different ways. So if if I'm eating
0: a lot of nuts and I'm eating a lot of rice and I'm eating a lot of breads. and
1: Well, Oreos are vegan. Yeah, that goes. Q-Shapes are vegan as well. Wow. Sugar's vegan, white flour's vegan, and these are all the things that we'd associate with a less optimal diet.
0: Absolutely. So how do we lose weight there?
1: Well, you you probably don't, unless you're not eating enough, and then we're looking at nutrient deficiencies. So really, you can do it badly, you can lose weight, but you can also end up really unwell. You could do it well, make. sure. But that's any diet,
0: but yeah. That's any diet,
1: absolutely. So we're not saying this is any any different to that. So it's
0: not the holy weight loss grail? It
1: is not the holy weight loss grail, again, it is, you know, chances are following a vegan diet, you are cutting out, you know, two or three food groups, yep. you are limiting your access to calories and therefore you're probably creating a calorie deficit. So if you're losing it for what, if you're doing it for weight loss and you do it properly, then oh, geez, like good, you know, yep. probably emphasizes more, you know, those beneficial you know vegetables and fruits and whole grains and all those yeah, nutrient things that, that we should be eating you know if you're going vegan and you're eating Oreos white bread and white rice like you're going to end up in trouble but that's just the same with everything you know what i mean i had a long long time ago when i first started nutrition i was being supervised and i was doing a nutrition consultation with a vegan who was obese and we were going through his diet history going like why why would this be the case like da, 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 da. and it came out he was having five jumbo soy chai lattes per day. You know, that's the calorie surplus. Easy. He was eating, pr- drinking probably close to two litres of soy milk. And then if you look at chai powder, it's horrendous. There's, you know, cream, there's sugar, there's all sorts of things in there. Just goes to show you can think you're doing the right thing, but unless you actually look at it from all angles, it's hard to be objective with your own diet. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it's not until you really dig deep and ask those questions that you find out that soy chai lattes aren't necessarily a weight loss tool.
0: So outside of – Iron, B12, calcium, anything else I should be focusing on if I want to try a vegan diet?
1: Well, the, the omega-3s is probably that next one. So we've got
0: – How does a plant-based omega rank to, say, a fish-based omega?
1: It's a similar story to iron. So mm-hmm. we've got the plant-based omega-3s and 6s. Flaxes and all that. Yeah, so we're looking <coughs> at things like the fatty, acids, the essential fatty acids coming from plant-based sources are going to be wal- walnuts, flaxseed, chia seeds and the nuts and seeds basically, yep. algae is a rich source of omegas, you know that's down the bottom of the food chain for the fish. Yep. That's where they're getting it from. But at the
0: top in a greens formula?
1: Yep, yep, yeah. You know, so we're making sure that we're also balancing out the omega 3s because it can be quite hard unless you're having oily fish to be hitting those essential fatty acids in the right mixture. Plant-based diet tends to be high in the omega 6s, which isn't necessarily always ideal out of balance with your omega 3s, so just keeping in Are mind Are there any dangers
0: there for the people who don't know?
1: There's some sort of research to say that potentially when we're eating a higher level of omega-6s so that might be pro-inflammatory. We know that omega-3s... Which is probably a reason
0: why a lot of people start vegan diets in the first place.
1: Well, yeah, the reducing inflammation, a plant-based diet, is it can be a way to do that. You know, there's so much information out there that conflicts left, right and center, but we know, you know, omega-3 fatty acids are and have an anti-inflammatory properties. So when they're out of balance, it may be tipping the body over. But again, you know, if, if we're eating a variety of foods... And looking at the sources of where we're getting those nutrients from, we can be sort of reducing the risk of falling in. It's, it's when we do all or nothing sort of approaches that we yeah. tend to fall into those sort of gaps. So... Yeah, the essential fatty acids are probably one that we'd also need to look at. And then, again, calorie content, making sure that we're within our calorie budget.
0: Yeah. So in our traditional diet where we're eating anything, all food groups, we can definitely have what's said to be a poor diet or a bad diet or a incorrect diet, whichever word you want to use. Yes. What are we throwing into a vegan diet that puts it in that category?
1: Oh. Oh, man, I would say it's the the vegan products. You know, there's a lot of highly processed vegan foods.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> the first thing I'd be looking at is, the, you know, chips. They're vegan, you know, potato chips. They're fried in vegetable oil. They're potatoes. They're yep. covered in salt. Oreos, like I said before, there are products that are vegan. There are lollies that are vegan. So obviously most lollies will contain gelatin, mm-hmm. which is a you know animal product. But we can get vegan lollies. And then lots and lots of, you know, processed white flour, white bread. That kind of stuff. They're nutrient-poor, energy-dense foods. Whereas a good vegan diet is focusing on those good quality protein sources. We're profiling protein. We're getting, you know, adequate amounts of you know the legumes and the whole grains, rice, quinoa, buckwheat, those kinds of things. A couple of pieces of fruit and then the vegetables, nuts and snacks. You know, it's it's pretty easy, and you can look at the plate and see that it's healthy. Yeah. The poor vegan diet, you look at the plate and it looks pretty white. That's the same with a all sort of poor yeah, exactly, diets. There's yeah. a lack of colour, there's a lack of variety, and there's a lot of processed foods involved. You can look at your plate and tell most of the time whether you're on track or not. And I think that can be quite a powerful tool for people just to see how much colour is on their plate. And again, you know, things like cereals feature quite heavily in a vegan vegetarian diet. But we all know that you know cereal can be an absolute pack of sugar punch yeah. depending on how processed they are, how much added sugar they are. So I think it's important just to look at food quality. Again, flying the flag for food quality, looking at compliance, like if, if, you know, you're following a vegan diet purely for the sake of weight loss, and you find yourself, you know, restricting, 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 and it, it is causing issues to quality of life, or it is, you know, those sorts of negative impacts of any kind of diet. Then, you know, review. Is mm. it is this working for me? Some people find it really easy to follow, and it's like a second skin. Other people, you know, they think that they're following it for the wrong reasons, and they find it really difficult, and they end up, you know, binge eating on chicken nuggets. Not ideal. That's the sort of signal when a diet probably isn't working looking for you it should be a positive aspect of your life and it should only be a small af- aspect of your life veganism is is one one part of it it probably is in terms of all the diets the one that has a more sort of ethical backbone to it and as such has a bit more of emotion attached to it but also i mean i've friends with all sorts and i've got vegan friends you wouldn't know they were vegan until you know, they brought it up and they do their own advocating in their own ways and it's not an issue if you're not vegan but then you get other people who again they're holding on to it quite tightly and yep. it becomes a uh, a point of contention with people and it's like well anything like that that causes you know a lot of friction the way you eat I, you know I would question whether or not that's a positive i think that's probably on the whole the sort of the picture when it comes to veganism it's plant based diet looking at specific nutrients that we might not be able to get from the plants we're looking at protein iron omega 3s calcium b12 other than that we can do it really well or yep. you know we can do it poorly i think that's probably the basic. Of it.
0: Nice. Well, I reckon that probably covers
1: most of the uh, the aspects of it. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it's, uh, it has to be easy or as complicated as you like it, but I think, you know, that's probably the key when you're starting out.
0: A little bit more planning for those people that probably aren't planning as much as they should be.
1: Absolutely. And anything that makes you sort of concentrate more on the quality of your diet, Bring always good on. by me.
0: Perfect. Well, that buzzword has just been chatted. I, look, we're going to hear a lot about vegan if you look at the Euromonda data in relation to where sports nutrition is going to. Yep. They're definitely the plant based vegan is growth category major companies are buying vegan brands really? and like our brand's definitely got a, a major play towards vegan if we can yeah i assume you're going to be writing a few more vegan diets
1: <laughs> here we go bring it on yeah <laughs> so
0: that's harrietwalker.com.au. that's
1: the one that's the one and harriet the, walker at athletic eating instagram oh
0: well, there you go you may see well there's a good potato shot up there on the weekend <laughs> happy days guys thanks heaps to join the podcast Thank you. This week's episode is brought to you by the new Body Science Clean Bar, available at Sporty's Warehouse, ASN Nationally, Nutrition Warehouse, Rock Hard Supplements, DY Discount Vitamins or bodyscience.com.au.